All right, here's one of our favorite ones I think that we could possibly have in an episode. It is the disruptor, the dominator himself, Mr. Luke Brubaker from the Wilfred Golden. Oh my God, Wilfred Laurier Golden Hawks. I always just say Laurier and I tried to try to one up myself, Connor. I know what I'm doing. Uh, Luke Brubaker, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was a great intro, actually. That kind of fired me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, we'll kind of start with talking about this last year because for you, like I, I said to you when we first got on, like I saw like day one or day two of training camp where you were you were injured and Coach Falden said like, you know, like he, he's not going to be 100%, but he's still going to play. And uh, it seemed every game you made a huge impact. And for you to kind of play that limited role this season – but still carry that weight on the field with your presence. What does that kind of say about you as a person, you as a player? Um, I think I kind of just took like a, a team first mentality all year long. Like I wanted to just try to help our team go as, as far as I possibly could, as far as we possibly could um, this season. Like I knew this year we had a really, really special group and had an opportunity to go all the way with it. And so I just kind of wanted to, you know, help in any way that I possibly could to, get us to the end goal of lifting a trophy above our head at the end of the year. Obviously we felt a little bit short of that, but we were um, closer than we've been in a long time. And so like, yeah, like I just couldn't um, picture a scenario where I was going to sit out any game and just like kind of watch from the sideline. Um, I just, yeah, I couldn't see myself doing that. I wanted to be on field and like actually trying to help us win games and um, yeah, make an impact out there. So. And you'd kind of mentioned to us, like, the nickname for you was fourth quarter Luke. Connor and I, I, I told you this earlier, but we we kind of said that you're like an assassin showing up and kind of ruining a team's game in the fourth quarter. And um, as you kind of have those impact plays, they're like a part of you that kind of thinks like, man, if there was a full game where I'm doing this each and every week, like, I'm at full health, I'm doing this all the time it'd be unstoppable. Or do you kind of just say like, Oh, that was, that was a cool impact play. I wonder, wonder if that'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I definitely would love to be that kind of impact player. Um, yeah. Every single down of a game and when, uh, yeah, when I'm back to hundred percent health, I think that's kind of the the player that I'll be able to be. Um, yeah. It's just kind of unfortunate that the last couple of years I've been riddled with these kind of shoulder issues that have been, uh, been holding me back. I also think part of the reason that, um, my impact has been kind of seen this year in the fourth quarter is because a lot of teams, the way they played us was just trying to get the ball out really quick is for as much of the game as they possibly could um, because we just had like a really good D line, a really good front seven. And so in the fourth quarter, when they're down and they just got to air that thing out is kind of when I get the opportunity to actually pass rush and there's enough time for me to sort of get there and get my hands on the quarterback a little bit more than the rest of the game. So I definitely think that plays a bit of a role in it too, but yeah, I hope, uh, answer your question i hope eventually i'll be uh, the type of guy that's doing that every single down and yeah making everybody's life miserable out there well i think uh, on the other sideline that is like I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> i think i mean it's obvious to us that that your impact was definitely felt regardless of this you know quote-unquote limited role that you had this season six sacks was fourth like across the entire country was fourth in all of you sports but you know, looking around the Golden Hawks team, you know, looking to your left and right, there's some damn good playmakers along the defensive line behind you. You know, you have some very 
talented linebackers and, and DBs. And, you know, even across from you in practice, there's some pretty good guys uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But sticking we'll, – we'll talk about the offense in a little bit here, but, but sticking on the defensive side of the ball for you, looking at all those playmakers and, and the guys around you, how does that make things easier for you? How does that kind of, you know, let you play a little bit faster, a little bit looser? I think just like – I don't know, having confidence in the guy beside you is something that we sort of have talked about like all the time within our team and just like doing your role, doing your role, like playing hard, playing fast, but just doing your job and not um, worrying about like anybody else's job. And so I think like when you're just surrounded by um, like every player on our defense was a good player, we really didn't have like a weak link. I think it's just like you can play a lot more fast and a lot more free because you know the guy beside you is going to be doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing too. So, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, trying to go out of your way um, and trying to be selfish or anyone trying to make plays that weren't theirs to make. It's just, like, you make the play when it actually comes to you, but and the guy beside you is going to make the play when it comes to him, and we just won a lot of games from playing just sound, strong defense all year. And you know, obviously, pairing that with a uh, with a pretty damn good offense doesn't uh, doesn't hurt anything. Definitely yeah, helps you win some of those games. But I do want to ask you about your quarterback, Taylor Algarisma, because he is uh, a very talented football player. He seems like uh, a pretty damn good leader too. The thing that stuck out to me this year from him, obviously, we mentioned you know the Yates Cup didn't end how you guys wanted it to, but the very next day, I saw a picture of him you know, immediately back in the weight room. Is, is that just who he is? Is that just, you know, he's like, okay, not going to let this loss bother me too, too much. There's work to be done. And I'm going to go do the work. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's just a grinder through and through. Like he's, yeah, that, that's the best way I can put it. He works as harder, harder than really anybody else on the team. Like he kind of, I think holds the weight of the responsibility of like, being a quarterback, like every quarterback should hold, I guess, because he knows like he's the most important player on the field. He's going to be the reason a lot of times that we win games or the reason that we lose games. So he's just like, yeah, always the first guy in the meeting room, always the last guy to leave type of thing. He's always the one getting dudes hyped up in workouts and yelling at guys that runs to go harder and that type of thing. So like the type of leadership you see from on the field is the same thing off the field too. And in workouts and in meetings, he's just, yeah, he's a solid guy all around and just, yeah, an absolute grinder through and through for sure. What his success that he had this year did not, yeah, did not come by accident. That was that was a lot of uh, a lot of years of hard work from that kid to get to where he's at now for sure. I kind of want to transition a bit to the coaching staff because I know that you did not have a ton of football experience coming into Laurier, and under this last bunch of years with Coach V, um, you've blossomed and exploded into this player that you have been. Kind of talk about his impact on you off the field and kind of helping you develop during during his career of yours. Yeah, so I guess to get into like before Laurier, I really didn't have I didn't have any football mm -hmm. experience at all. So like Coach V, everything he's taught me is like kind of everything that I know about football. Like he's literally taught me every single thing that that I know about the game, and so just like the way I reached out to them was I literally sent the team an email saying that I've never played football before, but I want to give it a try. And he kind of just hit me back and said like, come out whatever. And I'm going to give you a shot. Cause I want to like, they just kind of want to see if you want to try to play football, they want to give you the opportunity. And he from day one, after seeing me move around just one time sort of believed in me and just supported me. 
um, from the very start. And uh, yeah, like I can't, I can't thank that guy enough. He's the best at what he does in the country. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. He's an absolute wizard. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just having a guy like that with all the years of experience that he's had and all the great D linemen he's kind of sent on to the pros and stuff like that, being the guy kind of um, supporting me on and off the field has been just like, yeah, the biggest blessing, like the situation that I got put in is about as good as it could get. So, um, yeah, no, Coach V, Coach V is the best. I got nothing but great things to say about him. Uh, kind of, you mentioned the network of defensive players and D linemen in particular that have gone on for the Lori Golden Hawks. I know Coach Falds keeps a pretty tight net when it comes to his alumni and how they help you, but you guys actually had the blessing of having Kwaku Botang around the team all year kind of talk what he has brought to your game and kind of your knowledge about going to the next level and and making an impact at the cfl level yeah kwaku just like brought this <laughs> extreme intensity that um like we obviously like went hard at practice and stuff like that before but he just like brought like that cfl level sort of coaching and intensity like would just be screaming at us and stuff like that if we're not going hard and like not giving a hundred percent effort every rep. And I like at first it kind of sucks because you have somebody just yelling in your ear the whole time, but eventually you kind of learn to, to appreciate that type of coaching because yeah, definitely it translated on the field um, for all of us, but yeah, just being able to build like a personal relationship with him and be able to ask him questions about like what scouts are looking for specifically on film and, and that type of thing has been, has been super helpful. And he even, went as far as to like he would break down every single play of each guy that like took a snap in the game and he would just like basically correct you on like whatever you did well or whatever you did wrong on every single snap that you played in every single game and so just like having that level of detail from a guy with as much experience and success as he's had was just like was huge for me just to have um yeah someone um, who was in a position that I hope to be in eventually uh, one day kind of being a, a leader in uh, in my life the last few months, that was, that was huge for sure. When it comes to, I know he obviously went combine and kind of put on a show. You've had other guys on your team that were coming back this year, like Ify, who was able to kind of put up some good numbers in his own right last year. Um, as you kind of prepare for this next step, have you gotten some advice from Coach Falds, Coach Botang, or any of the other guys in the locker room? Yeah, like I ask, um, I've kind of asked them all questions about like the process and um, and how it all works. Uh, like the biggest thing that that I've been like curious about how everything works as far as the combine is like the interview process and that kind of thing. Like what kind of questions they ask. That's kind of the thing that like I'm the most nervous about. I would say I'm not worried about anything physical or anything like that I'm very confident in my physical abilities I just like I don't like being pelted with questions in interviews so <laughs> I would like love to know like what kind of things they they ask and what to expect in that situation so that's really the thing that I've been trying to like get advice on and sort of um be able to like run through my head responses and and that type of thing and be mentally prepared for that and then also just like talking with coach Falds about like all the potential outcomes of like depending on what happens if I if I do stick with the team if I don't if I do get drafted if I don't like every just kind of mentally walking myself through every 
sort of situation just so that like whatever you know ends up happening is not really a surprise or I'm not really caught off guard I'm sort of just um like readily like ready and mentally prepared sort of regardless of of what ends up happening with me in the next you know half a year to a year As uh, as you kind of walk through that mental prep, is that a part of your football career that you've really tried to focus on and uh, staying grounded and staying kind of level mentally? I know uh, like different teams have sport therapists, sports psychologists to help them with that. But um, what has your kind of journey been mentally? I mean, dealing with injuries is always tough. Uh, losing big game like you guys did this year with the Yates Cup is it could take a toll as well. Uh, kind of talk about how you've manage to say level and kind of even keel through this? I think just the biggest thing for me is like not taking everything too seriously, I guess, like just kind of seeing it from, I don't know, a wider lens and sort of like not being caught up in like one bad game or one bad play or an injury or whatever. Like it's not, none of it's the end of the world type of thing. Like I'm just kind of, I obviously take it seriously and I work really hard and that type of thing. But at the end of the day, I, I love playing football and I just want to have fun with all of it. And so I think just like keeping the mentality of actually like enjoying it every single day and like just being grateful that like this is what I'm able to do. And if I do end up um, having a successful like professional career and end up being able to make some money doing this one day, that would be a huge blessing, too. And so, yeah, just being like grateful for the opportunities that I have and not really. Um, being concerned about anything when it goes wrong just because like I don't know I can't complain about the situation that I'm in one bit so I uh, yeah I think just like looking at it from a wider lens and just like yeah not taking anything in life too seriously I think has really helped me to just like enjoy the process of all of it and not get too much in my head about about anything so I just kind of want to you know stay on the theme of looking at things from a, uh, a wider lens uh, for a second here if I may, I mean, you were a walk on no prior football experience and now you're, you're prepping to go to the CFL combine. You're more than likely going to be a CFL draft pick. Like, has that sunk in yet for you? Yeah. That's actually, that's a great question. It's to a be pretty honest. crazy I, story. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes. And that's like when, when I got my, shoulder injury and I was a little down in the dumps for a couple of weeks about it. I kind of had to like take a step back and like realize kind of how quickly everything's happened and how crazy it all is. And like, I would say no, to be honest, still, it hasn't really like processed in my mind, everything that's happened. Cause not even it's been, hasn't even been two and a half years since the first time I ever like strapped on shoulder pads and a helmet. So it's like, just, I don't know how fast everything's happened. It's just hard to, hard to really believe but it's that's why it's hard to like get down about anything bad that's happened because it's like all this awesome stuff has happened so quick so like I can't I just can't wait to see like what where I'll be at in two three five years down the road from now type of thing so um yeah to answer your question no it really hasn't set in like how how crazy all of it is yet um but yeah I'll let you know when it does <laughs> yeah if it does if it does because <laughs> yeah. the next thing is going to be you're getting drafted and then it's going to take a while for that to sink yeah. in so i think it's going to be a whole lot of waiting around for things to <laughs> uh to kind of sink in but i do want to ask you um were you a football fan before like what made you just want to you know call up Loria and be like hey i kind of want to try this this football thing like 
obviously you, you were an athlete. Were you playing other sports prior to football? Yeah, so I, the reason I didn't play it, like growing up my whole life, really, just because I can't, I come from a really small town. It's called Listwell. There's like 5,000. We're people. getting there. Don't worry. We got, we got a couple <laughs> questions. There. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't have a football team. Like our high school didn't have a football team or nothing. And so I never really just had the opportunity to play it growing up, but like I always wanted to try because I was always a bigger guy. And so stuff like played like soccer and basketball and all that type of stuff. And I wasn't good at it. I was just like rough and running into people and that type of thing. So I always thought like I'd be good at football, but I just never really had the opportunity to try it. Um, and so when I when I finally got to university, I, I not my first year, it was my second year at Laurier actually that I like contacted them it was literally just like one morning during covid i just woke up and was like screw it i just want to try football and so i emailed the team and then it, like it was really as simple as that i wish there was like a cooler better answer for it but it was kind of just like one day i was like i'm gonna yeah i just want to try it like i feel, I feel like i would have regretted it if i didn't at least try because i knew university would kind of be my last opportunity to really try football if i ever wanted to try to play it so I was just like, I knew I'd regret it if I didn't at least try it. So I, yeah, I had to send the email to the coaches and it just kind of, yeah, kind of just worked out. And now right. you're uh, a few short months away from participating in a CFL training camp. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Sorry, wait, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. Okay. I've got a couple questions about the hometown. I've never been. Uh, I, yeah. Most, most, I don't think I'll, I, I looked <laughs> to up. To be completely honest, like, to be completely honest, we did have to Google Listwell, Ontario <laughs> before we did this interview. Yeah, we were like, okay. whereabouts is it in Ontario? And we we're like, okay, well, if you form a triangle with London and KW, it's kind of, it's kind of in the point. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Um, okay, what is like the number one attraction, Listwell? <laughs> the number one attraction? Um... Like That's I live in Brockville and we pump up the Thousand Islands on the St. Lawrence. Connor's from Kingston. They pump up yep. in like the first capital of Canada. Like, yeah. What is the attraction <laughs> for your hometown? To be honest, the thing that we're most known for is our car dealerships. Like we're known as Car City <laughs> and like all okay. the areas and towns around here. There's like, it's weird. Listowel's got like, I don't know, five or 8,000 people. We probably have like at least 10 or 12 car dealerships in this little town like big ones too it's like it makes up like 80 percent of our town so yeah i don't know maybe that's our claim to fame being car city i don't know but yeah that's like that's what people seem to know listable for so are they like exotic cars or is it just like one like, toyota one nissan <laughs> one dodge like what do we got yeah no that's it's just like you <laughs> nothing exotic run of the mill like ford's dodge <laughs> yeah. hondas yeah you just have a lot of dealerships <laughs> yeah all right all right yeah. All right. Second one. What would be if someone was like, all right, I'm going to list all for like a couple nights. What's one restaurant I've got to try? What are you saying to people? One restaurant. Well, you guys ever been to Krabby Joe's? <laughs> That's about the only restaurant that we got there, to be honest. The only restaurant that you can sit down in any anyways. So uh, I'm trying to think if we even have any like anything else that you can really sit down and not that's about as good as it gets or unless you're a big mcdonald's or tim hortons fan <laughs> but yeah no we don't got really any like great hometown kind of home cooked restaurants it's sort of just crabby joe's and mcdonald's is sort of all we got to offer so it's as good as it gets around here hey for some people it's all they need right like, <laughs> i know uh, so where i live now is close to a town called gannonockway and i would say like there's a ton of restaurants because there's tourism in the summers yeah, but the tried and true 
establishments are McDonald's and Tim Hortons, and they're yeah. right across the street from each other. It is insane. <laughs> Can't be. Uh, no, it's it's unbeatable. Uh, okay, so with your high school uh, basketball, soccer, obviously you said you didn't have a chance to play football. What position were you in either sport, soccer and basketball? I guess. Let me take. Uh, let me so, take a guess before you answer. Let me take a guess before you okay. answer. Soccer. I'm gonna say you were either a midfielder or a defender. I say I'm left back for soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and then basketball. Probably like a four, a four or five, depending on the rotation. I'm gonna say, dude, you you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, you actually got it right, like a hundred percent right. So that's, that's yeah. I was just a big actually in soccer. I played a little bit of goalie too, but yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I yeah, mean, I like at, at six six, right they're gonna ask the question at least once, probably right. Yeah, yeah, get, <laughs> get in between the pipes here and there. That explains why you're so good at knocking down passes. You're just used to getting your hands out. Stop. So, okay. No Makes doubt. sense. Um, all right. When we go to Laurier, least favorite uniform combo and best uniform combo. Ooh. Least favorite. We actually we retired them this year, thank God. The uh the yellow ones, like they're the all one. yellow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. like, they were just terrible. like consensus. <laughs> yeah. Consensus least favorite Laurier yeah. uniform. Those like yeah i couldn't believe that we ever wore those to be honest i played my first ever game in those and i was like no like we there's no way anybody thinks we look cool right now this is horrible were you just like <laughs> you suiting up for that game just like looking it down going like man what am i wearing right yeah now? i thought <laughs> i specifically remember thinking i look absolutely ridiculous right now also because <laughs> like being the walk-on and stuff like that I had like the the crappiest helmet and the worst shoulder pads and stuff yeah. like that too. So I had like the big bowling ball looking helmet and the huge shoulder pads that looked like I'm like a football player from the '80s or something like that. <laughs> and this yellow jersey that was too tight for me, like it was, oh, it was a tough look. You're like a neck <laughs> roll away from showing up as an extra in the <laughs> yeah. water boy. Yeah. All right, now 100%. you guys, you guys have a luxury of multiple helmets. So what is the best uniform combo, like top to bottom, that you guys rock? Um, to be honest, I think all purple is my favorite. I like, okay. I just like the all purple look. I know a lot of guys on the team, like, um, they like the white, purple, white. That's like generally mm -hmm. what the favorite is, but I like the all purple. Cause then you can kind of like use the black swag and stuff with it too. And have this whole like fully dark, like look, I don't know. I kind of like that one. I feel like that looks like the most intimidating kind of, so yeah, that's my, and also my purple helmet has like the sick face mask on it. So that's why I loved wearing the purple helmets every game. It had that cool like Ray Lewis-esque face mask on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah, I loved I loved rocking the purples for sure. I was gonna say it looked intimidating. Well when you and Brandon walk off the bus leading the pack, I mean you guys <laughs> <laughs> you scare a pretty big crowd. Uh, <laughs> all right. When we when we talk about Luke Brubaker off the field what do you like to do? Who who are you outside the football field? That is that's a great question. I don't I'm pretty boring to be honest. Like I don't really get up to much outside of football. I just I'm a chill guy, I hang out with my boys, I work out, and uh, I sit in my hot tub for like an hour or two every day. And that's about <laughs> like that's really all I get up to, to be honest. I don't really do anything too exciting. I used to used to do a lot more uh like snowboarding and that type of thing as a winter sport but with 
the lingering shoulder issues and stuff like that. I haven't really been able to mess around with that stuff too much just because especially now ever since I've left high school and started putting on some weight and whatnot, like wiping out when you're snowboarding at this size, it, it hurts. Bad. It's like the type of thing that'll put you out for days after it. So yeah, I've kind of had to hang up the old snowboard for, for the time being. So yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of hobbies. I don't really get up to a whole lot of anything. It's just, yeah, the boys and football, it's kind of, it's kind of my life right now. I, okay, the hot tub for an hour, two hours thing. I gotta. Isn't isn't the time limit supposed to be like thirty minutes on that thing? Depends how sore you are. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I, I feel like yeah, I definitely have read somewhere that you're not supposed to be in there more than twenty <laughs> minutes. But I feel like at this point, my body's acclimated to it. So I yeah, I don't know. I feel like a million bucks every time I hop out of that thing. So I, <laughs> I no, I feel like an hour does the trick for me. Nice. I. I, I love that hot tub, probably the most unique answer we've had to that question <laughs> over the last couple of years, but I'm, I'm for it. I'm with it. I used to, I, I was just saying actually the other night I was, uh, I was dog sitting at my parents' house and they got rid of their hot tub this year. Oof, and I was like, God damn it. I wish, rough. I wish this thing was still around. Cause I've been here for four days and I would have used it all four days. <laughs> all four days. Now. Okay. Now are you, uh, are you a cold tub guy? Like, will you get in the cold tub or are you suffering through that? I that's I have done it before and I've I've tried to I don't know if you guys have ever watched David Goggins I'm sure you know who he is yeah. I tried to oh, get yeah, myself yeah. in that hardcore mentality and force myself <laughs> to go in the cold tub but like dude that's the one thing I'm such a wimp when it comes to anything cold so like that it's hard it's 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 hard to force myself to get in there but yeah there's uh there's been times where I've set up a little cold tub and went back and forth between the the hot tub and the cold tub but as of recently, to be honest, I've just gotten lazy with it and I just spend the entire Prefer period. the hot tub. Yeah, fair enough. Tub. Yeah. Fair enough. One of, fair the, enough. one of those is a lot more relaxed than the other. I'd rather <laughs> spend an hour in the hot tub for sure. No doubt. But I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've eaten up a bunch of your time here. I think that does it for us. Like, you know, that you've answered, you know, pretty much everything that we were curious about and or followed up with but we we do really appreciate your time we appreciate you jumping on to to speak with us and oh can... wait wait no hold on hold on i'm not i'm not done he's I not forgot. done yet oh my god no i see i put something in my like we have a couple like jot notes and one of them i wanted to ask you about well a couple things uh your speed to power rush and your delay i know they kind of like go hand in hand but your delayed bulk i want to know where that comes from because like you just it collapse like i i think of the windsor game all the time and the game changing play at the end where like that left tackle set and i think he kind of thought he had a lot of time and all of a sudden he's laying at his quarterback's feet and you're changing the outcome of the game like how how has that move kind of grown for you because once you put that speed to power on a lot of offensive linemen start to look for it yet you consistently have success i think uh i think the biggest reason that continues to work is um I don't want to like sound like I'm bragging or being like cock. I'm like sneaky fast. I think, I think a lot of guys think just like, I don't look like I'm moving that fast because I'm really tall and lanky and stuff like that. But I think when guys go against me in person, they realize I'm a lot quicker than, than what I maybe seem like on film. And so I, after I beat or kind of like get close to beating them around the edge a few times and they start sort of oversetting or open up a little bit more, then all of a sudden you just turn it straight into the power running right through their, their chin strap and it just seems to I don't know like I do it all the time and it still seems like it catches dudes off guard like every time I do it and so 
it's just the type of thing for me where it's like if it's not broke don't fix it sort of it's kind of my go-to thing and yeah i'm gonna yeah i'll keep going back to that until it stops working for sure okay, i will thank you say <laughs> like the the long thing the length does definitely disguise some of that speed my old roommate when i was playing at ottawa was like a six three six four type of guy had never run a 40 in his life doesn't even set up for a 40 properly like it like goes from a stand-up start blazes off like a four or five 40 and our coach didn't believe it because he was like he was so long it didn't like he was moving didn't look like he yeah. was moving that fast made him run like three more 40s and he went under like four six each time and he was like all right 18 fine. years old he's, he's actually running that fast <laughs> but it's just because he was so tall and so long yeah like there's no way he's moving that fast so i can definitely see how that is uh deceptive for yourself too uh, yeah wait are you good fasting, like, are you good now Can we i was just gonna have one more <laughs> i am good now but i was gonna say the sneaky fasting no longer applies once you put something on at the combine because you're actually gonna show up and then people are gonna say oh he's fast fast now it's not just yeah, looks like he's... yeah yeah i'm gonna put that no. on i uh i, I think we we're, we're we're good now i've i've asked my speed you to got, you question. got questions was, out yeah, no, we really appreciate you stopping by, though, and uh, joining us for this. It's really nice to get to know you, get to talk to you for a little bit. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity, fellas. No worries, man. Luke Brubaker, Laurie Goldenhawks. Check them out. CFL Combine, most likely CFL Draft. We can't guarantee these things, but some things are more, uh, more certain than others. So uh, he's got his fingers crossed for those listening. Uh, thank you. See you guys around next episode. Luke Brubaker, Laurie Goldenhawks. I'm